Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tuesday Wine Club. We are uh, first of all we have to say a big big thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode, who supported the first episode and shared it with multiple friends and family. We can't thank you enough and we really hope you enjoy the next episode in this season. Now, getting to the real stuff. The drinking game for this episode is take a shot, take a sip, whatever suits you as long as you're being responsible, as long as you are in charge of your life. Um <laughs> Take a sip, take a shot, whatever. Every time you hear Sam, me, or our guest talk over each other because it's happening a lot. There was some wine flowing, things got a little hectic. And that's it's all I that's all I have excited. to say on that matter. Oh, see, we just spoke <laughs> over each other. T- take a shot, take a shot. <laughs> oh god. Okay. I mean, I know how your week was weak. I mean, we were texting constantly because every time someone shared the episode, we were texting throughout the week. I feel so, like Sam and I had a Sam and I had a period in the middle. They were take another shot, by the way. Um, Sam and I we're not even doing this intentionally. Sam and I had a period in the middle where we weren't so in contact with each other. Like we went from 0 to 100 to like 60, 70 to probably 80. And then at some point it, it went down to like a 20 or a 30. Over the last two months, we have been at 150. I think we've spoken more than we've spoken <laughs> in the, over the last like seven years. Oh, God. I mean, it's true. It's, it's, it's true. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Well, I know how your week has been because we've texted nonstop, like you said. But I want to know what's the last thing you've seen, whether on Netflix, Prime, whatever. Okay, so the last thing I watched, I, um, well, shout out to my friend Neville who sent me an entire season of a show called It's a Sin. Um, I, as far as I know, I think it's a BBC show. It's got Ollie Alexander from years and years acting as the main protagonist. And it's essentially about the AIDS crisis coming into London and how Mm. a lot of people didn't make much of it. A lot of people sort of disregarded HIV AIDS as a gay illness. Um, And also how a lot of the, how the community essentially adapted. And it's sort of, it was emotional and harrowing, but it was also very interesting to see sort of the parallels between the times that we're living in now and another infectious disease spreading back then. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can't recommend that show strongly enough. Everyone go watch It's a Sin. It's incredibly important. The people are pretty and it will destroy you emotionally. And for those of you who know me, that's basically my brand of content that I consume. Same question back at you. Mm, so I've been, I've been binge watching this video podcast series on... Uh, YouTube. I've seen it before. It's it's something that now just kind of plays in the background when I work. Um, it's called The Internet Said So. It's uh, it's hosted by four comedians, and they talk about they talk about sort of random things on the internet, or like they'll take a topic and like they find facts about it. They tell personal stories about it. Okay, so give me an example of like what what are they talking about? Give me an example of any one episode. One of the ones. Okay, one of the ones I listened to today was they spoke about history. So they took out, you know, random random facts from, I don't know, the last like 200 years, whatever. 
and they just talk about it it's very it's very informal it's hilarious because they're comedians at the end of the day they know how to how to throw a punchline and uh, from that i've been coming back to what i've been watching from one of the podcasts they did a podcast on spies and one of the recommendations in that episode was to watch a show called the americans i found it on hotstar in so the first episode okay so it's like like it's a it's an hbo series i believe so think game of thrones length and so the first episode was i think 66 minutes or something oh god or more and yeah and i was like oh my god i have to sit through this but the entire 66 minutes i was literally at the edge of my seat because i was like oh my god now what now what it's basically about this family that live in washington i believe and they like the kids don't know that the mom and dad are russian spies like this is not a this is not a spoiler it's a, it's a fact in the whole uh, in the trailer the kids don't know the rush their their parents are russian spies and the whole thing is that there's an fbi agent who's moved in across the street as their neighbor oh my god and i love every this. episode <laughs> are every you episode you're just like now you're going to get caught now you're going to get caught now you're going to get caught i'm sure that this is like so well probably probably like a very intense cinematic yeah, experience so I, but what I i'm getting like, from it yeah. is mm. from when you said that someone who works at the fbi has moved across the street my brain immediately went to matilda and how those terrible cops <laughs> would sit across the street from them and no one found out except for this little girl who's just like there are cops across <laughs> the street no they're boat salesmen that <laughs> no, why it's would you want to buy a boat there is no water nearby oh uh, no but it's a great show it's a great show i've seen i've seen like one and a half episode because it's quite intense right like you it's not something you can watch in the background you have to have it like you have to concentrate but it's worth it like every every like scene is just so it it's like captivating so i'm heavily interested in that at the moment so there's your recommendation for the week it's a sin and the the american the american and the american well i'm glad you found something actually interesting through your like youtube binge fest from this week because all i've been binging on youtube this week are like videos from 2013 14 and 15 of like grace helbig memory heart hannah hart all the og youtubers <laughs> i used to watch like why did i spend 20 minutes in the middle of my afternoon watching the fart soundboard challenge drunk pumpkin oh, God, 2014 drunk pumpkin 2015 <laughs> oh god help me <laughs> Okay, let me ask you something else now. What have you been reading? Because I feel like I'm falling on and off the bat of the reading bandwagon this month. Um okay, so I'm actually falling off the reading bandwagon as well this year. I've like my pace has slowed down a lot yeah, more. Yeah, it's been weird, hasn't it? Cuz like last year I sped through probably like 50 books mm-hmm. very 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 easily. um and very quickly like i was reading two books a week at this point i am reading a book called fresh water for flowers i'm looking at the book right now because i never remember the titles of the books that i'm reading i just pick them up because i like the covers and i do literally the one instruction that i've been told not to do um by valerie i want to say pera because it's french we'll put it in the show notes yeah which is essentially about a lady who works as a cemetery keeper in france okay And she just goes up like a crypt keeper. No, no, no. Like she takes care of the cemetery. Oh, okay. Um, she takes care of the cemetery. She waters, um, like rose bushes that people might have planted in their absence if they're not mm. there to do it. She takes care of the graves that, let's say, that people don't visit anymore. 
um, okay. and just sort of the day-to-day management of it until and this is all from the little blurb about the book so i'm not spoiling anything mm-hmm. until a man comes with a very specific request he is a police chief and he essentially wants to scatter the ashes of his mother on the gravesite of someone that he doesn't know of a complete stranger and okay and how him sort of asking her to do that sort of dives into her very difficult past i'm 47 pages in but i'm so invested oh, okay <laughs> So I, don't know what to say. I will I I will report back in a week to let you know if I am emotionally distraught. <laughs> okay, what what are you reading? What are you reading? So last week like I disc- like I said in the last episode, I started reading this book called Fuck Being Humble and it's it's one of those books where you really have to kind of concentrate. So it's not something I can read before bed. Like I'd rather read it in the afternoon when like my mind is alive. Um <laughs> but there's a a taylor swift reference right there subtle taylor swift reference toss it in um but at the same time i'm also reading this book which was recommended by one of our upcoming podcast guests so like keep your eye out for that that's your sneak peek into the next episode this is a book about the cartier family if you're not familiar with uh, luxury fashion cartier is a luxury jewelry brand and it's one of those brands that's been in like been within a family for the longest time So I've just started reading that book. It's it's so interesting that I have I I just haven't been able to put it down, but it's also very detail oriented. So there's a lot of information being thrown at you. So it's a, it's a slow read, but it's very again, it's very captivating, especially if you're interested in this industry. And that's my and oh, also if you're interested in books like Veer and I are, I have a Pinterest board with uh book recommendations. and and this is i'm not even ashamed to say this but they're organized by genre of course they are so there's classics <laughs> fashion <laughs> crime um there's there's books on food and there's books that i just like the covers of but it's a it's it's a list of books that either i've read or want to read so if you're ever interested just look up look me up on pinterest and you'll find it and if you want to see books that i've read i have a highlight on my instagram profile go check it out but before we move on to the episode can i tell you one of my favorite just like pop culture moments that cartier makes in the appearance in go ahead it's in oceans 8 when they're basically i love it <laughs> when they're basically convincing cartier to lend them the necklace for and hathways yes. next the yeah. only <laughs> neck that could carry that necklace off um yeah Helena Bonham Carter's character is talking through her ass because she's she's I know what you're going to say panicking and she goes up to them and says do you know that there is an entire generation of people who can't pronounce your name and they get the necklace No my favorite part of that scene is so Helena goes into this whole monologue about the fact that people can't say Cartier and she says it all in French okay and Mindy Kaling is sitting next to her and as soon as she finishes her monologue Mindy Kaling just looks at the guy shrugs and says we oui. <laughs> and I love it <laughs> I love that the end of that oh god I feel like that movie got so much shit but I like I love it and I've rewatched I love it, it 10, I, I times. keep rewatching it all the time like and maybe because like people who are really interested in fashion or pop culture or yeah. sort of that moment vibe with it yeah. but cuz i don't look at it as a continuation of the ocean franchise it's not a serious heist movie it's yeah it's a fun spin off with some of the coolest women on the planet it's got fucking rihanna shut up moving on we have got an incredible episode in store for you 
It's with the digital editor and brand consultant, and we can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. Our guest tonight is a marketing strategist, branding consultant, founder and editor of Radical, a digital publication focused on highlighting the work of Indian creatives, and as if that wasn't already enough, she's also the creative director for Soak, a three-part creative collective and the digital editor and features director for The Dirty Magazine. That was a whole mouthful. And a half. <laughs> Through her work at DSSC, she has worked with brands like Bombay Sapphire, uh, Airbnb, Jacob's Creek, and more than Shandon. So it seems only fitting that we initiate her into the Tuesday Wine Club. Please raise your glasses and join us as we welcome this mega creative, a longtime friend, and our guest for this episode, Radhika Malhan. Yay! Finally! <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you for having me. We're so happy to have you. So before we get into like the, um, like the podcasty bits, What's your favorite wine or drink of choice? So my drink of choice is definitely wine, white. Um, not the one I'm having today, but this brand that I uh, tried in Goa. Um, it was Hardy, I think. Yeah, I haven't tried. That was that's the that's Honestly, the best. As long wine. as it tastes good, I don't look at the label. It's it's like how how David Rose says. I prefer the wine, not the label. Yep, I think he a, means like, that, that works really yeah, well. That was he means something nuanced, really different thing when he that said was a that. Yeah, that's on the gender it, binary. It wor- but it works on so many levels, guys. Not like yeah, literally is one of them. Sure. <laughs> okay, who was Radhika ten years ago versus the Radhika that we know today? Radhika ten years ago, which I've very recently realized was very similar to Radhika now. She was always looking out for new, interesting things to do because she gets bored easily. So she always needs this, like, something cool to do. And uh, I think it's my way of wasting time but not feeling bad about it. So if I'm not like in school when I wasn't studying, I was going through all these blogs and uh, digital publications then and uh, yeah and that's how i discovered a lot of things which put me on a track where where you know like right. i am here because of that and even now i think that has stayed with me because i still am looking up for different things that i think peer my peers here uh, don't actually you know indulge in so i think i've always had that streak no that's very true that's very true. I mean, I mean, for context for listeners, I've known Radhika since, God, I mean, we were I can't in school. even remember because we went to school together. Yes. We went to school together. So I can't remember when she, since when she's been in my life. For me, she's always been there in some format. But I mean, speaking about, you know, the fact that you, this kind of um, curiosity for hmm. thing, sort of unconventional yeah. things. Um, you know, started from a young age, what made you lean towards a career specifically in creative consulting? I think I chanced upon it. I, out of school, I interned with Little Black Book. That was my first Mm. professional experience. And there, I was working as a marketing intern. I overlooked a few brand partnerships, uh, just the execution Mm. bit. Uh, But just the possibility of working with a brand like Gap, DLF. I was always like, yeah. I was always obsessed with fashion, uh, right? So when I got a chance to 
do some really fun work for them like like mm-hmm. I, I mean i know it's a lot of work excel sheets spreadsheets negotiation deal making but at the end of the day at the end of the day i found it really creatively fulfilling and that was my first attempt at any profession right like i hadn't tried any profession this was the first profession profession i tried and i loved it i loved going to work um in summer of 2015 and somehow it's so good to hear someone say that i know i think that's the best feeling cuz like so many people say right that when you love going to work yeah. it's not as hard as like i mean cuz a regular 9 to 5 would yeah be. Like it's really just refreshing to hear someone say that they love going to work. I mean, I I'll be honest. I have had months at different points in my life where I've not loved going yeah. to work, but I've realized that there are two things that that are really important for me to feel fulfilled. One is that I have to learn, and one is that I have to yeah. make a mm-hmm. contribution. I have to make a difference to a project, which I feel yeah. is one of the. Uh, like one of the things that you can do as a creative consultant right like my art direction or my ideas or my choice of guest or my uh, branding reference makes a difference to how the project will actually roll out you know um, mm. like no offense to any other career but like for someone who is doing a good job in finance like if three people are doing good job in finance the answer would be the same right the yeah. outcome would be the mm-hmm. same so they're not they're contributing in their own way but they're not making a difference to the project i think that's one of the like core values that i have as a person that i've realized that i need to make a difference to the project if if i'm working on Where it and you that you radhika need to you, add you value need to add, yeah yeah i was just going to say you need to Instinct. add that yeah and that's what and that's what makes me um like fulfilled and then and then that's why i like yeah. show up okay so wait so how would you describe your roles right now what like what all does radhika malhan do radhika malhan is helping brands touch thrill or amuse audiences these brands are uh, these brands could be uh, her clients who she freelances with these brands yeah. could be uh, clients of the agency she's the creative director of or these yeah. brands could be the ones that are um getting published in her magazine like the yeah. magazine she's working for dirty so at the core of it this is what i like to do i love i'm a people's person i love emotions i love feelings i love action i live i love all of these things and when i get to do them in a capacity uh, where i can create a product or a moment mm-hmm. that kind of makes people feel something and also uh, reflects in a brand's financial performance that's yeah. what radhika does right so in Because a way that's also tangible beyond just creating that experience but also helps them make more money which at the end of the day is what everyone really wants to do yes but not in the same day which is something yeah, yeah, yeah. that no, sure. over no, time but, sure, sure, sure. like but this is something that you have to sometimes tell the brands and like really like speak to them about because you know the day they like they sign the invoice is not the day they're going to see the reflection in their sales like yeah. it's a mm-hmm. it's a long game that you're playing branding it's an ongoing process branding is a long game um so it's a marathon I, not I mean, a sprint exactly mm-hmm. right i mean that's that's really well that how you've put it but i think in india uh i'm i feel that people don't always get that especially yeah. like you know we're not brand managers like people of our age are not in those uh, decision making 
like rooms etc like the people that are sitting there they don't even get the value of digital still right yeah. for them that's the saddest part yeah. of working in companies like this because you you try so hard to try and translate you know the current digital market for them but for them they're so ingrained into their into their sort of existing systems previous existing uh, uh, system existing templates that they, they they kind of even if they try they refuse to like take the blinders off and i think that's why I, i'm sure this is also an ongoing conversation outside this podcast but people our age or people who actually use these platforms are present on these platforms need to be in those decision making roles this also reminds me like you know when the pandemic started when when the first lockdown happened this is all that i was sort of thinking about because uh, all physical access to anything really was cut off right including planned experiences or retail experiences or really anything which sort of yeah. made everyone who had any sort of digital presence large small insignificant have to start thinking on their feet and have to start adapting to to what the sort of the new normal i hate that term but the new normal yeah. was really about which is how do you translate what you're doing but do it over the screen where someone still understands even if your product is not necessarily transferable to those experiences but i feel like i'll just like to add to that that digital presence maintenance and execution and being active on your profiles is one thing right but that is something that you were aspiring to do in 2014 2016 in 2020 and 2021 that's not enough okay so wait so there's soak there's radical there's yeah. dirty yeah how do you balance these like several different lives that you are leading <laughs> So I think when the pandemic hit and all of us were supposed to be home because I couldn't go out and have fun I wanted to use all my time into work and yeah. so that I don't waste I my time. I did the same thing. Right so I just really like I mean every hour if I'm in my bed uh, I'd either watch something or I'd work like there was no sitting in yeah. bed and staring the ceiling. So yeah. actually Oh uh, honestly in the early months of the pandemic I was consuming a lot of content of course and all of it said that what do mm. we do with all this time people have started redecorating their room and I was like actually I don't have time I couldn't have been more busy yeah. yeah where is that time and where is that gap that people have and they're like oh this time will never come back oh the days of slow living and I said I actually am living faster than usual <laughs> where do you have all this time and who are these people like really it was such a like <laughs> like I think there was such a stark difference between the life I was leading and the life my parents were also leading for them they were living yeah. a slow life yeah. because my dad wasn't going to office and if no office no work which is not the case for us for me I I have I have skipped most breakfasts in the past yeah. year I have had my lunch at 5 p.m. for like 200 out of those 365 days because I just haven't had time because I made a choice to immerse myself fully into work mm. and that's and that's how I managed radical and dirty and soak and the other yeah. things that I do because I have just been working really fucking hard uh which <laughs> is also that it's something that I'm trying to change uh because I mean I have had that run and I've done it for a while and I've I've started to resent it right now. Now I want Burn to out. free mm-hmm. up some time, and I'm actually planning. I mean, I'm working on my projects in a way where I can have the summer off, 
So I want to really, I want yeah. to experience what people experienced last year. I want to stare at my fan. I want to stare at my ceiling, and I just want to sleep, mm-hmm. eat, yeah. cook, and really chill. But um, if just you ask me how I manage it, if if you ask me how I manage it, I don't have that ten to six mentality. Like I would take like a two p.m. nap, and I would work like ten to two a.m. It's just whenever, because like for me, it's there's no difference. There's no work and life. There's life. Yeah. I work for half an hour. I talk to a friend for fifteen minutes. I do a client call for an hour. I go for a walk. It's it's life. There, like mm. I eat, I drink, I work. I do all of those things in a day. So there's no like okay after this after six who works. There's no no such thing. Yeah, no, it's good to also just draw those boundaries for yourself, sort of wherever you can. I think I've also sort of learned that the hard way, because yeah. I also just dove straight into work the moment the pandemic started because it felt like oh, suddenly I have like I do still have a day job, but like in addition mm. to that, it's like but I have all of this other time on top of that, yeah. which usually travel would cut out or you know going out would cut out or something like that. So I'm just yeah. like, what do I do with mm-hmm. myself? Work, 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 work. It it was also the only certain thing, you know. Now when I think yeah, about exactly. it, yeah, exactly. Because when everything is like you don't know what's happening, there's one thing you know that you're actually like making progress, and it will mean something. Whether I'm doing yeah. a course, whether I'm reading a book, yeah. whether I'm working or I'm networking, like I know, like this isn't wasted. Which yeah, you know, you which I I mean I, I mean I tried working out and I just thought like I gained back all the weight within the same four months. I was like, "What was the point?" <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> okay, so tell us about soak and tell us about dirty. I mean, these are sort of ongoing projects in your life. What can you sort of tell tell us about them? What can we sort of expect coming? So dirty and soak are both uh, Shritesh Kankaria's brain children. Uh, dirty mm-hmm. is yeah. a because Shritesh has worked uh, with a lot of international magazines. He always saw that gap in India. Um, in like yeah. he always uh-huh. he wanted that kind of journalism to like exist here. Uh, so when he didn't find an option, he decided to create one. And um, yeah. I actually got dirty and soaked because of Shitesh, of course. And I actually got to speak to Shitesh because of Radical. So I remember I interviewed him for Radical, right. and after his article went live, he asked me so. I'm starting this agency and I'm starting this magazine. Would you like to be digital editor? And I was like, "What?" And he told me more about yeah. the magazine. That we have this, we have like Y project shoot, we have a Dior shoot, we have a Gucci shoot, we have this person writing this piece, and that's happening. And this yeah. is the team. And would you like to be the digital editor? Hmm. And I remember I, I was I, I kept the phone. My the first thing I googled was, "What does a digital editor do?" Because to him, I said, okay, I'm, all, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I mean, I'm totally up for this. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, on phone, I did actually share that I don't, I don't know if I'm the right person for the job. But he told me that what mm. you're doing for radical is exactly what you have to do. You're, you know, yeah. conceptualizing ideas. You're writing. You're interviewing people. He, he was really happy with the way all the communication took place, like pre-interview, post-interview, mm. the execution of the interview on social media. So he said that's that's basically what you have to do. I I think you can do it. You know he has that he has that thing where yeah. he's like I I can just tell you can do it and this is exactly what you have to do. What you're doing for radical just come come work. And I said okay cool. And yeah. that's how dirty started. 
and we it has it it's been hard to put out a print <laughs> publication during a pandemic to say the least yeah uh, the team has been working for more than a year and yeah i think now we are finally gone uh, for print mm. and it'll be out soon for people to see can't wait i'm excited i saw the gucci shoot and i really liked that but i was like you know with a magazine i personally i prefer looking yeah. at it physically so in print so it it doesn't have that same um, attention span so that's the reason actually that we are sharing very less from the magazine mm. because shitaj is yeah. very uh, particular about this that he doesn't he's like the there are the shoot happens differently for print differently for digital and this is a print yeah. publication yeah. which is why we're being very uh, strict with, about not sharing the actual stories so uh, and yeah. if you actually want to experience the magazine we're not going to be putting out everything on you digital. have to get it how yeah how usually yeah. you know how i've seen people do it recently is they they say there's a print magazine but everything that you could possibly see in that print magazine is on the it's digital it's replicated on digital yeah yeah right yeah, but it makes sense but that's something that they don't want to do because they want to bring back the essence of print and that's how the stories have been yeah. conceptualized and built and then just it'll be like a watered down mm. version digitally and then it's not the numbers we're after it's it's the feeling yeah. of print yeah. that we want to recreate so which is why yeah, we taken know, this decision there was a time mm. there was a time in college where you know i would beg and plead people i knew in like the us and the uk to bring me certain issues of vogue or bazaar yeah. if there was a cover yeah. story that i really wanted to read um and yeah sure that and and sort of experience it in print but that sort of moment has completely gone because now say tomorrow if i see that like taylor swift is on the cover of mm. of vogue i know for yeah, a fact yeah. that like that interview is one click away every image is in that yeah, cover story yeah. on vogue.com and mm. i completely get what you're saying with actually looking forward to a print magazine and looking forward to holding it and reading the story that you're only going to get there no it captures your attention a lot more than than an instagram does right yeah. like that an instagram and then you does. just engage with the product that much more yeah you're likely to read an entire article more in front of your face than you are to kind of swipe through stories or like swipe up or like you know um engage with it or something online. yeah i also feel that i'll see a point in buying it if everything's not available online right mm-hmm. like otherwise what's the point of me spending that money if i can get everything online i'll be like okay fine okay so let's um, let's talk about radical so i mean it's a digital publication yeah. that highlights you know work of creatives across uh, india but what are some publications that inspire you or your work so i was a really big fan of man repeller i i knew yeah, you were going to say that i told you i think me, anyone that like loosely even loosely knows radhika knows yeah. that man repeller is going to make I, an appearance i was quite yeah. obsessed with that <laughs> magazine and i had this really rock solid plan Uh, or like dream of going there and working with them mm. in New York um before of course everything happened and i know that once so once i was in a i was in perch basant kunj mm. i was day drinking alone i ordered a bottle of uh, wine and i was drinking and I, that was supposed to be my work <laughs> work from perch and like you know read and like you know that kind yeah. of a day i repeat welcome to the tuesday wine club <laughs> yes <laughs> so that's exactly what I was doing. I ordered a bottle of wine and I was with my laptop and I was wearing a blazer. So I was like feeling like from <laughs> New York. 
and i was reading man repeller they working girl yeah i i, I was i enjoyed it all right so i was i was having a lot of fun being there and everything and i was reading man repeller i don't know what happened and i just mm. i just closed that and i opened my email wrote a email to leander and i told her and yeah. i explained the scene to her i was like it's 4 pm in india it's and i'm sitting in a bar <laughs> reading man repeller it's like yeah. this friend that i never had and i love it so much and there's so many things that you you know teach me like it's you like a cooler yeah. older yeah. friend and i i and I'd like i just wrote an email right like i mean i was yeah. i was half drunk wine drunk and i sent her this email <laughs> Right. So after after the afternoon has happened, I sent her this email, and now I've gone out at night. I'm in social. I I get an. I remember seeing this on your Instagram. So I get an email. Leander replied. I mean, from what your actual idol. <laughs> she actually replied, and she's like, "Would love to see your. Uh, would love to see more of your writing." Of uh, and I was like, "What are you saying?" Oh my god. And I and I've always Wait, I have felt I'm a terrible writer. I have a question. Were you drunk when you got that email? <laughs> yes. Can you tell us about the How experience of getting it? that tell email? Tell us more. So can I just tell you? I have this really, I have this thing where I hate that my friends don't get the value of things. So I was obviously <laughs> out with a, my boyfriend and a friend, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Leandra replied to me. Means jack shit to them. Like sometimes I just feel. Okay, let me let you into a little secret. Let me let you into a little secret. That is the basis of our entire friendship. Okay, Veer and me, because nobody else understands the value of moments like something like this or fashion yeah. or whatever. Everybody else we tell they're just like, "Ha to," and Veer is just like, "Oh my god, what and happened?" You know, like I know sometimes my friends really want to be happy for me, so you know they'll be like, "Oh, that's yeah. great." But I know you don't get how great it is. You have no idea. <laughs> you don't understand how large this is for me. Yeah, and you know, like they're trying to be supportive, but unless they share the same passion, they won't get it. Which, which, like, which I've accepted. Yeah. But like, you know, now, like, in the last year, because I'm working with Shitej and he has access to these yeah. creatives around the world and with Dirty and so the kind of brands I'm working with, the kind of people I'm working with, like, just mm. one is like, I don't know. Greater than the other, and like there's this great like people that I'm speaking to, and mm. exchanging yeah. emails with, and like I really feel sometimes just I just want to collect a group of people who get it and tell them, look, look who I'm speaking to, look who I'm working <laughs> with. I repeat, welcome to the Tuesday Wine Club. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh so God. from <clears throat> from one icon, Leandra Medin, to another. Can we yeah. talk about the Girl Boss Business Scholarship? Congratulations! This is yes. very recent news. Yes. Are you Thank okay talking you. about it? Yes, yes, of course. Okay, tell us how this happened. Tell us, explain to the listeners what everything. it is. Tell us how it factors into Radical. So, like, like Man Repeller is one of the brands that I really love. Nasty Gal was another brand that I really loved. Sadly, both of them shut. Hmm. Oh my god, what's the joke? <laughs> But Nasty Gal, I was obsessed with, right? And Sophia, who's the founder of Nasty Gal, and then Girl Boss, which yeah. is another company that I absolutely yeah. love and like highly admire. Yeah. And Sophia start after Sophia sold Girl Boss, um, she started this digital entrepreneurship course called Business Class, mm-hmm. where she has this. Uh, Like recorded sessions and live sessions, and yeah. she's teaching entrepreneurship uh-huh. 
to aspiring or young entrepreneurs from her yeah. experience mm-hmm. of raising uh, money going bankrupt not having like professional training in business right she's a college mm-hmm. dropout yeah. whatever like she had this whole like anyone can Very be an entrepreneur yeah. yeah anyone can be an entrepreneur and she also wrote the book girl boss which is like a best selling book uh which i always want to read but somehow never got to read i don't know why but yeah maybe i should do that <laughs> i have that. a copy I'll, I'll send it to you yes I'll and i was oh, and i was really like i was really um, i really admired her and everything so now she launched this program business class and she did this uh, webinar that i signed mm. up for because i mean i wasn't sure that i want to do the course cuz it's a, it's a 2000 dollar mm. investment and um, yeah i was yeah. like okay let me yeah i was looking it up today i was like okay this is a lot yeah Yeah, no, it's a lot. So, I uh, so what happened was that I got an email which said that flights about to take off, a couple of hours to mm-hmm. go before scholarship program like scholarship application like ends. And I oh opened the email and and I opened the email and I I thought okay cool let's just do it at fifteen minutes. I filled this Google form and I mm-hmm. I'm ninety nine percent sure it's not gonna happen. I mean. like yeah. you know i always have this thing that my linkedin has to be perfect my insta has to be perfect i have to have a personal website yeah. everything has to be updated and then i'm going to reach out to people right yeah. Yeah. and unless i'm ready i won't because i just want them to, when they backtrack mm. like everything has to be perfect and nothing was perfect because i'm still in process of updating all my platforms and everything mm. yeah but i got it. but i got an email yesterday and they said you're in and i was like i like what do i have to pay so i went on checkout and it was zero so i got a 2000 dollars scholarship for this program where they have selected lovely 100 oh God, people so cool. from across the world i think it's insane cuz yesterday i was seeing the other kind of people who have gotten in someone has 13k followers someone has a two year old business and like for yeah. radical to get it i think it's it's amazing It's really something. No, it's fantastic. So now that you have this scholarship and you're going to go through this really cool experience, yeah, is this part of a longer plan to expand Radical? So Radical was always meant to be a uh, bigger than just a publication. It was supposed to be this, yeah, um, like a. I I really struggle with defining it because I want to create something that doesn't exist. So there's no one single label I can yeah. attach to it, but Even if better. I have to, I, I mean, if I have to define it, I would say it's somewhere between a creative agency and a small batch producer yeah. of creative ideas. Because yeah, yeah, what I want to build is like this group of people, like a team, where mm-hmm. we work with brands for their market marketing campaigns. We work with yeah, we have our own. products a digital uh, publication yeah. experiences wing uh, you know if a brand yeah. wants to i don't know like i want to work with both emerging and established businesses to create what what they need but a project that yeah. we work yeah. we collaborate on so radical brings the creative the tech chops and works closely with the brand to create something together whether yeah i create yeah. a documentary series with netflix or i yeah yeah build like i build taylor swift's album which is dedicated to a trip to india right or i build a <laughs> yeah. series of culinary experiences for like a wine brand right so there's no there's no cap uh because my interests are so varied 
I want rad- radical is like my professional uh, half. So it's it's almost like Radhika has a unique personality and she has all these different interests and all these different capabilities and really transferable skills, right? I yeah. feel my strongest skill is my taste, and I hmm. I really trust my gut feeling because. a lot of the times that i've gotten into projects and situations where i've actually not had experience in doing something similar but i have just known how to do it it just comes yeah. from yeah. within and i don't know how to explain it any better but th- there's no cap yeah. on what kind of projects i collaborate for like for example i am the yeah. digital editor now even though i didn't think i could be right i am a creative director yeah and i am like a founder yeah. editor in chief and all these titles like if someone were to tell me like you have to be all these things i would be like fuck i don't know how to do it but it mm-hmm. has always worked yeah. out so radical for me is going to be mm-hmm. like a creative creators collective or a t- a team that kind of works on projects that interest them yeah mm. i am like no that would be really cool i am obsessed with how how much you own what you do and the fact that you have taste and the fact that you're just very self confident about it because you don't hear that very often i i i'm genuinely responding like i'm sort of in yeah. awe because you're actually just owning it and that's something that a lot of creative people also struggle with is like the idea of ownership of how good they are ownership of their work yeah. and what and the value that they do add so i think I haven't always been this way. I'll be honest. Yeah. I tried the other way, uh, but it didn't help me as much as this way did. <laughs> right. Mm. So now I'm fully embracing this because I have, I have been the same person and I have been doing the same homework, but my output has considerably changed since I've started owning it. Yeah. So then I'm like, yeah. fuck you. Then I, if I if I'm gonna get access to all this work, I'm gonna get gonna get access to all this. uh these people and these experiences if i just accept that i'm good hmm. okay then i yeah. am good and it's really no that's brilliant i think that's fantastic that's a great mindset to have okay on to fun stuff okay um, <laughs> i'm ready what are th- okay what are the five staple items in your wardrobe that you can't live without my night suit shorts iconic love it a white shirt <laughs> love it even more denim skirt would would a would jewelry count everything counts so this gold ring that uh, i got from my dadi uh, and mm. fifth would be mm i don't know a a, a black uh, a black midi dress nice yeah Very classic options. I love this. Yeah, this yeah, is like I know I'm wearing a so, hot pink T-shirt, and this is like I love all of this. But if I have to like really talk about like the staples, I think it's very yeah hmm, easy. I think forward. after hearing your items, somewhere some of these brain is going exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, because I'm just like yes, she's on the right track. <laughs> Okay, so you've kind of you've kind of answered my next question, okay. but uh, apart from Leandra, um, what would your dream job or dream role be? Or if you could work with any one person, who would that be? Besides Leandra, I mean, we know how much you love her, but someone else. I would love to work for Instagram. So I would love to I would love to do what Eva does, 
uh, fashion partnerships. Yeah. Mm. I think that would really interest me. I know one thing for sure that I love fashion. I'm obsessed with fashion, but yeah. I also know that I can't that I don't enjoy the actual fashion work. I love yeah. interacting mm. with fashion because of because of just how much creativity or like space there is to play with it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah I'm exactly the same industry. way. So, yeah, I'd love to do that. I'm I mean, I I will do anything in fashion at this point. Too. I'm, I I will take anything. I will take wholesale. I will no, I fully understand that. Front of house. Like I tried sort of working within fashion through several different sort sort of avenues over the past few years. But what sort of become mm. sort of abundantly clear to me is, I don't think I want to work in fashion. I want to work yeah, around yeah, it. I'm it. very interested in it. I understand it, and I value it. But Am I into the actual working in fashion moment? That is not. I don't think that's something that I can do. It's not for everyone yeah. anyway. Like, it you have to have yeah. a different mindset. I mean, of course, at one on one hand, I mean, I've I've said this to so many people I work with as well. That at the end of the day, we're selling clothes. We're not saving lives. Yeah. But hmm. I've also had conversations with people where I've described my work as something that genuinely brings me joy. joy. Yeah. Like I love to see how people plan out their, you know, their buy for the season, or they, or you know, even how they train their staff on the shop floor. What are the perks that staff on the shop floor gets? What are, you know, I mean, you will understand this, Radhika. Like, you know, behind the scenes when you do photo shoots, yeah. when you ideate campaigns, there's so many facets of that yeah. industry that genuinely bring me joy. So I'm okay with doing anything at that point. Yeah, there will be times where I hate it. Like I, I, I um. I know I'm not the best at writing, but I'm great at admin work. Yeah. So even yeah. if it means I'm doing a lot of research for Vogue, I'm not doing a lot of writing. I'd still love to be a part of that system. Yeah. Just because I enjoy a different process that I get to be a part of, or I get to enjoy how the outcome gets to where it is. I think for me, but that's 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 I feel like that's a very good way to put it because that's the right distinction. Yeah. Because I don't have that feeling about all facets. So that that that's yeah. when I know yeah. that it's not meant for me because I actually yeah. enjoy fashion put together with something else, right? Yeah, I, I like exactly. That, I like that yeah. conflict, right? That fashion. Yeah. I'd love for fashion slash food to be one part of it always, no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. But that second part, I want something else, right? Like I just feel it yeah. doesn't mm. fulfill me. Uh, like satisfy satisfies me to that point where I'm like, okay, this is it. I want more, and I want that mm. conflict. I want beauty, and I want people, and I want tastemakers. I want nice, yeah. films, and I want to just kind of put all, yeah. all put all of it together. Okay, what comes to your mind when we say the following words? Number one, brand. Marketing. Okay. Um, I'll go with the next one. What about future? Hmm. Itna time nahi milta. Potential. Okay, community. Value. L- Ooh, love these. This is a very different one. Can you you can tell that she's setting up a business. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last question to close. Yeah. Would you rather number one be stuck in the elevator where Solange beat up Jay Z at the Met Gala, mm-hmm. or would you rather accidentally announce the wrong film for Best Picture at the Oscars? I think both of them are really not uh, like 
my piece of cake so i would, i'm like i'm okay with either no no you have I mean, to I choose i don't care you about oscars as much so i'll be like okay if i mess up the film name so be it or if i'm you know with that person in the elevator i'm okay with it. like i really i don't give so much uh, i'm not so interested yeah. either or not so against either meanwhile mm-hmm. veer and i would be melting with anxiety yeah. in both situations <laughs> Yeah no I I I, I, mean, I got it like it means something to someone but I'm like for me I'm just yeah. like ha dono chalenge like I'm okay I'll manage I feel I'll like what can I have fine. less second hand embarrassment about I think I think I would be okay with the being in the elevator Yeah I mean what how bad can it be Yeah No it was bad have you seen the video it was quite <laughs> like sudden suddenly he's just thrown against the wall I love it I think I think we should definitely go for the elevator one. The best picture is televised, so. I'm sorry, what? Huh? You should definitely go for the elevator one. I think we're all just going to be in the elevator <laughs> just so we don't have to announce the. Can yeah, three of us go together? Like can can three wrong. of us go in together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, incredible! Yeah. Three of us, Jay Z, hmm. Solange, and Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Let's <laughs> do it next Tuesday. <laughs> god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Let's do it next month. Now May is coming. We'll like recreate the Met Gala event. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. We have two months to figure an outfit. I'm sure Tuesday Wine Club will take us there. Sponsored. Oh dear <laughs> Met God. Met Gala. The anxiety with this podcast. Radhika, thank you so much for being a part of this on Yay. a midweek working night. It I is, just hope it was so nice to have I you. I just hope you don't have so much trouble editing it because I know I change my no, thoughts no, it'll be fine. midway. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> just my thoughts. Have you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we last thing she in school about. whenever I used to meet Sam, I used to always have Ragini, one of my best friends, with me. You know, so like yeah. Sam and yes. I would bump into each other. Sam and I would talk, 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 and then we would go our own ways. Yeah, like get all bhara. <laughs> like for and almost two we minutes. We used to talk at this speed that Ragini would actually ask me after Sam went, "What did you guys talk about?" Like she's like, <laughs> I had no idea. She's like, "Cause she, she's like, I couldn't fucking catch up because Sam talks fast and I talk fast. I usually would have more context, so I would like still catch up." And Ragini would just be like, oh "I was standing God. right there." And I don't know what you guys. And I miss about. half the conversation. Yeah. I want to be like a fly on the wall when you guys actually meet. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Tuesday Wine Club. You can find Radhika on Instagram at at the Rad Girl, where you can also find links to her work with other brands. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Tuesday Wine Club. Veer and my personal handles can also be found on the same account, so please do feel free to come stalk our profiles. We love the extra engagement. We'll see you again next week for a new episode of the Tuesday Wine Club. Until then, drink responsibly. <laughs>